What is up, leaders of Sojourn Rick? How are you guys doing? Okay, I'm going to assume you're saying good, but if you're not good, hit me up. Man, I miss you guys. You guys are so awesome. I'm sure you're missing my face, which is why I'm sending you this video. The worst thing about doing a video like this is that I don't get to see you, but it is what it is. Um, now, I wanted to uh, just give you guys a heads up on kind of some, some of the places that we're going is that I'm going to make um, at least three of these videos, uh, counting this one, that I want to share with you guys to kind of give you some uh, instruction and hope and and some movement forward um, because I do think uh, we need that and we have an opportunity to continue moving forward. Um, but I wanted to do that partly because just so we're all on the, the same page, I mean, I don't think we need to spend a ton of time dwelling on this, but now more than ever, our life has changed, right? Like we're, we're all feeling that. And the thing is, is that we're face to face with how out of control we are. Yet the truth is, is that we've always been out of control. Okay. We're just now for a lot of us, maybe realizing that or the people around us realizing that. And I know for me, Part of what it speaks to is just our privilege as Americans that uh, we haven't had to face this, um, at least for this amount of time and, and to this level. And so there's just a ton of uncertainty. But I have a quote for you that I want us to, to think about, and it's this, is that the greater the uncertainty, the greater the need for leadership. Your capacity as a leader will be determined by how well you learn to deal with uncertainty. The key part in that is that first part, the greater the uncertainty, the greater the need for leadership. And you know, I don't really need to tell you who said it, you guys can guess. But but nonetheless, I want you to, to think about that, that like we are facing a huge amount of uncertainty, okay? And so because of that, there's even a bigger need for leadership. And what the number one thing that I want you to hear is that you are those leaders, you have been those leaders, and you're going to continue being those leaders. But I want us to remember, why are we here? Why does Sojourn exist? Why are we still putting energy into doing a scavenger hunt, to uh, doing trivia, to still having small group, tr Facebook Live, like figuring out all kinds of things. Why are we doing that? And the reason is, hopefully you know this, but the reason that we're here is to help students, specifically Rhode Island College students, discover God's dream. Now that hasn't changed. The way that we do it has changed a ton, okay? And you're feeling that and I'm feeling that. But why we're here hasn't changed at all because we can still do that. Not only can we still do that, there's a bigger need for us to do it. And so we, as in you guys, are going to continue to show Rick students and the world that God's, what God's dream is for them. And why are we doing that? Well, let's think about what God's dream is, okay? You've hopefully picked up on a lot of this throughout your time in Sojourn, but what is God's dream? First, God's dream is a full life, okay? Jesus, same, Jesus said, I came to give you a full life, okay? And live life abundantly, okay? God's dream is for peace beyond understanding, okay? God's dream, the way we say it in Sojourn, is that His love would be known in us, and that's experiencing it personally among us, in a community, and through us by seeking justice. I want you to think about this, about the world around you, your friends at Rick, uh, your peers, people you haven't seen since this has all happened. But I want you to think about this. Right now, more than ever, more than ever in some of their lives that they can remember, they need peace more than any other time in their life. 
You know, this is one of the most unpeaceful times that they've had. It's at least in the top three. <clears throat> they need a full life. Okay, People have built their life and their identity around so many things. Maybe it's academics. Maybe it's friends, sports, a job. Okay, All these things that we've built our identities around are crumbling away right now. And yet Jesus said, you can have a full life with me. But your friends, people around us, okay, their life is falling apart. They need a full life. They need now more than ever to experience God's love personally, in community, and through seeking justice, through justice, all right? They need toilet paper, okay? Like that doesn't sound like justice, but if you don't have toilet paper, you need it, okay? This is where we can show God's love in tangible ways. So where are we going? This is what pumps me up. And, and I want to pause here before I, I get excited because I know that what's happening with this virus is still concerning. I'm concerned too, okay? Like, I mean, I'm concerned on the impacts on me personally, on the impacts on you guys, concerned for my family. I, I know that there are reasons to be concerned, but as we said with worry, what you do when you have a worry is you focus on what you can do today and focus on how you can seek first God's kingdom and build his kingdom. And so that's what I'm going to focus on because Jesus has not let me down in the past. He's not going to let me down with this. And so that's what we're going to focus on. But with that being said, if you're concerned and if something comes up and you're hurting, please reach out to the people that you know. Reach out to me and we'll do everything we can to help you during this time. So I don't want this excitement that I'm about to go into uh act like that I am disillusioned with what's going on in the world and that it's not concerning. It is concerning. And if you need help, please ask. But what I'm excited about is that Jesus's plan from the beginning that, that he launched has always been to use people. What's kind of funny, a couple of, I'm going to share a couple of quick stories. And the first one is that I ordered a sign, uh, to be like a pallet sign to hang up in my house. I ordered it about a month ago before I knew any of this was coming. And it came the other day, and it's just a very timely reminder. But the sign is a verse that Jesus said when he makes this declaration. that he says, I will build my ecclesia, which is his community, and the gates of Hades will not be able to stop it. Meaning nothing will be able to stop it. And I, I bought that so that I remember and I hang on to that hope. And what's just very ironic is that now more than ever, we need to hang on to that hope. COVID-19 won't stop Jesus' Jesus's community. If we're with Jesus, it's not going to stop us. And that's really exciting. So one of the ways that, that we're going to work through this is, as I said at the beginning, I'm going to be sending you videos of some practical things to do during this time, practical ways that you can grow in your faith, grow in reaching others. Uh, they're not going to be super long, but uh, but just some practical things that you can do. And in that, you're going to keep meeting with our staff, um, and we're going to help you walk through these things, have some tools to help you uh, hold you accountable to some of the things that you say that you want to continue growing in and ways that you want to continue investing in others. So we're going to help you on this journey because this, this time for leaders that we need this, I think you guys are going to be those leaders, but it, it's a journey. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon, and we're going to going to help you keep growing in that because this is not, I don't know how long this is going to end, but the need for leaders in the wake of COVID-19 is going to continue uh, to be dire and it's going to be you guys. And so we're going to help you with that. Here's what I'm going to wrap, start wrapping up with is Tim Sojourn's director has been sharing this verse with us and I was just reading it today 
um, with my quiet time with God, and I, I just, it just hit me how how Paul wrote this to to actually a Tim as well. Second Timothy is where this is found. But Paul's writing this letter from prison, and in his intro, he says that he's reminded of Timothy's sincere faith. And I read that line, and I thought, you know. You leaders have some sincere faith that I'm reminded of at this point. And I just, in case you're distracted by everything going on and you can't remember your sincere faith or the sincere faith of your peers around you, I just, I wrote some things out that I want you guys to remember here. And I just wanted Paul to share them with you. Because for me, the first thing that I thought of just going back four years is Sarah and Maddie won. Because what I want both of you to remember and what I want everybody to know about their life and their faith has been that when they, before they were even freshmen in college, they were praying and seeking God that they would find a Christian community because they were worried coming to Rick that they wouldn't have a Christian community. And so I want all of us to think, put ourselves in their shoes and that four years ago, that's what they were praying for. And for Sarah and Maddie, I want you guys to think about this. Four years later, look at what God has done. He answered your prayer, Okay. We're part of that community. You're part of that community. We've got to extend that to other people. God answered your prayers. He literally placed you guys together. Okay? That's crazy. Okay? And so I'm reminded of your sincere faith. Then I think of Maddie 3, who we all know the story, took this huge leap of faith to go to Oregon with some random strangers, didn't even know we were a religious group, and then, but has a great time, and then through that, says yes to Jesus. And while that's all cool, she then the next year extends that community to three friends um, and they all get baptized. That's amazing. And so Maddie 3, I'm reminded of your sincere faith. One of those friends was Julia. And I think about her faith too, that she took a huge leap just like Maddie did. And Maddie was able to help her take that leap because Maddie took it. So Julia takes this huge leap. And you look at Julia a year later and Julia, you're inviting friends uh, whether it's coworkers, people we work with, people nobody else would invite, you invite them to things like Thanksgiving. Julia, I'm reminded of your sincere faith. And then think of Abby, who, uh, Abby, you've grown a ton. <laughs> you've been around Sojourn for a long time, but you were an in and out for a while. Um, but now you said yes to Jesus, you got baptized, and then you're extending that to other people. You invite your whole class to co-grow. Abby, I'm reminded of your sincere faith. I think of Fallon, who uh, who loved the idea of Sojourn as far as the scavenger hunt stuff. But Fallon, as you've shared, the faith stuff, you're like, oh, it's kind of weird and I'm awkward and no one to talk about it. And now it's a little less weird. You said yes to Jesus, you got baptized, and you're, you are the one inviting people now into faith conversations and into Sojourn. That's crazy. But Fallon, I'm reminded of your sincere faith. I think of Neff, who... Neff was in and out as well and just like not really connected to Sojourn and then in for a bit and whatever. But then Neff comes back this year and Neff is all in. And Neff set a record, I think, because I think within two minutes of Neff saying yes to Jesus, he was already telling other people that they should follow Jesus. Because I'll never forget we had a meeting. Neff says yes to Jesus. We go right from that meeting to 703 and he's like, yeah, you guys need to follow Jesus. You need to follow Jesus. You need to follow Jesus. And I'm like, man, Neff. I'm reminded of your sincere faith. I think of Camry, who also took a big leap. I couldn't even remember her name or which one of the three friends she was, and you got to know that story. But Camry jumps in. She helps lead her boyfriend 
um, gets Kari connected, um, and and Camry just continues to share her faith, share her burden for God's passion for justice, especially. Sorry, my video cut out there, so I'll uh, there might be a weird cut here, but it might be anyway. I was saying with Camry, I'm just reminded of Camry's sincere faith because Camry, you uh, continue to seek justice, especially for people who have faced uh, racial injustices, and then. Uh, lastly, Kari, you continue to grow and ask questions, and uh, I've seen you grow in Jesus this past year, um, and you're looking at how can you extend that to other people, and so, Kari, I'm reminded of your sincere faith, and then I'll just bundle Angelica, Diana, and I together that <clears throat> our call to ministry, our call to do this, no matter how long it's been, no matter how long we do it, um, is... Uh, it's a huge act of faith to, to work at Sojourn and, and to trust God to provide for you, but then also just uh, to trust God to provide for you as you try to help others. And so uh, Angelica and Diana specifically, I'm reminded of your sincere faith. So Paul says this. He says, Paul, Paul says, Tim, I'm reminded, Timothy, I'm reminded of your sincere faith. And then he continues. He says, for this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God. I like that imagery, to fan into flame, right? Like, like put some work and put some effort into it and see this flame, uh, <coughs> this flame grow. And then he continues, and this is a very famous verse that I love to hold on to. For the Spirit of God gave us, for the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. I'll read it again. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So do not be ashamed of the testimony or story about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join with me. See, Paul was writing this and he was in prison. And he's saying, Timothy shouldn't be ashamed of that. Right? He's saying instead, Timothy should join him in sharing the good news of Jesus. Now for us, we're not facing prison or anything close to that, but I would say is that we have the Spirit of God with us and it doesn't make us timid. No, it gives us power and love and self-discipline. And so even in a time like this, especially in a time like this when people are facing all this uncertainty, it's important for us to fan into flame the gift of God, which is the Spirit that He gives us because we won't be timid, but we will have power, not our power, okay? God's power, his love, and his self-discipline, okay? And so <coughs> my final takeaways are this, is that let's not get distracted. Let's seek God, and from that we will not be timid, okay? We will have the power to love and be self-disciplined. We'll be able to love and lead our friends, our neighbors, our peers, and we don't have to be ashamed of Jesus during COVID-19. We should find all the more ways to share his story. Because now, more than ever, the world needs to discover God's dream. You're going to lead the charge on that. And I can't wait to help you. I can't wait to see it happen. But that's time for another video, which will come out tomorrow. So in the meantime, you guys stay awesome. I'm praying for you. Um, but yeah, just continue to seek God in everything that you're doing these days. Make sure to, I would encourage you with this. This is your challenge for today and for this video. 
<coughs> I listed out all the leaders. Uh, I'd pray for pray for all the other eight of you, uh, or eleven counting uh, the staff. The other eleven people had to think about that math during quarantine is hard. But yeah, pray for the other eleven people and send them an encouraging text about how you also see them, their sincere faith. Pray for each other. We're going to lead together, and I can't wait to see what God does. In the meantime, stay awesome. Deuces.